Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Thursday. It is Thursday, April 21st. Hope that uh, your week's going well. We've had a couple of workshops this week and are excited about the results as we head into uh, this weekend here, not too far away. First weekend after tax season. Excited about that. Hey, you know what? It uh, was not a bad day yesterday on Wall Street. We'll look at that and more in just a few moments when Dave joins us. Before we do that, though, let's remember there's only one thing that any of us can control when it comes to our portfolios, and that's risk. The question is, how much risk do you have in your portfolio? If you don't know for sure what your risk number is, that's why we developed the core retirement design to help you design the retirement you always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design. With that, we've got Dave joining us up next. FM and Kelly, 40 now, 20 before 9. How's your money doing today? How's Wall Street treating your IRA and 401k? Let's find out, because yesterday wasn't half bad. Downtown, we go to the offices of Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler standing by. Philip, good morning. How you doing? Good morning, Dave. How you doing well today? It's uh, winding down the week one more day, and then we get to the first weekend since tax season. That's right. You guys that make money in the tax business are really happy to have the first weekend after tax season, aren't you? That's right. Yep. Looking forward to it because <laughs> I didn't slow down any this week. I've been a busy guy. We did a couple workshops uh, Tuesday and Wednesday night. So uh, been uh, been staying busy. All right. Well, I'm glad to know that. Setting the table for the morning because we got a lot to talk about today. Yesterday was a good day on Wall Street. Dow was up by 241 points. Standard & Poor's up by 38. NASDAQ didn't take back everything it lost the day before, but up 163 is still a doggone good day. And you and I were talking before we went on the air, and you commented on the amount of travel stocks that were doing well. And I'm looking at my, my top five gainers on the uh, pre-market action this morning, travel stocks in general are going crazy. It's kind of being driven by an earnings season surprise, I gather. It, it really is. You know, Dave, the, um, <laughs> the airlines just have busted loose. Uh, not that they had a good quarter last quarter. Don't, don't get me wrong. But it's the expectations going forward. Now, American Airlines did come out, and they did report a smaller-than-expected loss. But they've come around and basically said, hey, we're predicting – profitability for the current quarter we're in right now and uh, and that's a big deal uh, they're up 10.3 percent this morning so yeah, we, uh, all our, our yeah. big winners all right now in the pre-market trading are out of the travel sector i noticed that delta made the announcement and they're going against the flow the people they put on the no-fly list for misbehaving during the mask time they're yeah. going to give them one more chance and let them on board Delta. And the other airlines are saying, no, you're off, you're off for good. So Delta's taking a chance on the, uh, the ne'er-do-wells from the mask period, too. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, you know, you got to give people a second chance. They, you know, it was an emotional time during COVID. Um, and so we, we continue to watch that. But the other airline that reported, Dave, was United Airlines. Now, they did lose money. They lost $4.24 a share. That was two cents more than expected. Uh, their revenue was slightly below forecast. But again, they expect to turn to profitability this quarter. Um, and so they're, they're up about 8.2% yeah, this morning. 
So some good news there. And let me tell you, I mean, I just know I've got to travel a little bit the next month or so. And the airline, they're, they're getting their money uh, on flights right now. You, you can't find hardly cheap flights. They're all, uh, they're all getting up there back to, uh, I think they're higher than what they were pre-COVID. So uh, uh, they, they really are. That The same thing qualifies in reward mileage and whatnot. I'm kind of stashing uh, frequent flyer miles on uh, one of my accounts just on the presumption I'm going to have to make a trip at some point without a lot of notice. And right now a free flight on my frequent flyer card is like 61,000 miles for a free flight. And it used to be 24 many years ago. It eked up to 35 and 40. And I kind of said, oh, okay. I looked at it lately. It was 61,000 miles plus a little money in order to get onto an airplane. And that's reflected on cash as well. They're definitely getting their money out of it, aren't they? They really are. And hotels, the same way. I mean, they're all, you know, folks, it's, uh, yeah, they're making up for COVID, believe me. Oh, absolutely. We got a pant load of reports to get into today, and the airlines are just simply the uh, kind of lead story because all of the uh, market uh, news going up. But we do need to do a mention a couple of macro things that came up. Flies in the ointment abound. We were talking about this the other day about how we're getting mixed messages as to whether or not a recession was imminent. Start out with the uh, un- with the unemployment picture. That's all good news. 184,000 first-time claims last week, abnormally low again. And uh, the number of continuing claims decreased again to only 1.42 million continuing claims. And I honestly can't remember a time that number's ever been that low before. Yeah, me either. I mean, that's uh, to be less than 2 million is just a Mm -hmm. big deal. And, and, you know, I I mentioned this in my workshops the last couple of nights is that, you know, we still have 10 million job openings and only 2 million, less than 2 million, less than one and a half million people now uh, that are looking for jobs. That's 10 million openings and two people and, and under 2 million people looking for jobs. That's not a good sign. Uh, but it does indicate that at the very least the employment market is still booming, one of those mixed messages we were talking about yesterday. On the other side of the fence, the Philadelphia Federal Reserve Business Outlook Index came out this morning. They were expecting, and again, these indexes have different formulas. The, the actual number doesn't matter, but how far off they are does. Uh, they expected an index of 20.5. It ends up coming in at 17.6, which is a big miss and uh, certainly disappointing. So once again, mixed messages, recession, no recession, eh, who knows, right? That's right. And that's, um, and you're right, that was a, a miss. And it's also down from where it was last, um, last month, substantially. True, it was, it was 27.4 in March. Yeah, exactly. So that's a big drop to 17.6. Hey, the other thing that came out yesterday morning after you and I talked was existing mm-hmm. home sales. And yeah, it was basically in line with expectations. I mean, it was down from where it was in, in February because it's, it's a March number that we're getting right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and in February, it was 5.93 million. In, in March, it came in at 5.77 million, uh, a little bit above what they expected, but still... Uh, not not a bad number, uh, given interest rates are going up. Absolutely. I mean, a modest decline you can deal with just simply on the grounds. Well, one of my real estate guys is saying the people that are actually shopping right now are the serious buyers because they can qualify for a mortgage even at a point or so higher. And, you know, serious buyers are what they want anyway, right? Exactly. Yep, absolutely. You don't want to you want somebody that really wants to buy a house. Absolutely. Uh, back to the market as it goes. Yesterday, up day, and uh, one of the ones that was kind of swimming against that uptide we had, 
Boy, Netflix, we talked about their report and actually losing some subscribers. They were down like 35% yesterday, another 4% drop pre-market this morning. I mean, on a scale of 1 to CNN+, Plus, they're like an 8 right now, aren't they? Yeah, they're, uh, they're struggling, and, and I think it's going to take a little while, right? They've got to find that bottom. And the investors got to find that bottom. Where does it bottom out at? And people think it becomes a, a, a bargain again. And that once they hit that spot, you'll know it because then it, it'll start it'll start pumping back up. Absolutely. And in a business with so few barriers to entry, Netflix looking at number one, that custom of sharing passwords, adding to the fact there's so many new tigers in the jungle. Uh, it, 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 the speculative stocks where there's not a lot of capital investment involved uh, can really swing wildly. And Netflix is kind of becoming a poster child for that, aren't they? Well, they are, but you know, they're, they're doing some things to try to battle that, right? They're getting their own original content. You know, let's face it, the more original content they have and the more popular that content becomes, it will drive people into Netflix. Now, the one thing that's kind of neat about streaming services is that you can go after the season's over, right? Subscribe for a month, binge watch and, and be done. But still, it, it'll drive some, some folks to their service. A few new accounts wouldn't hurt them one tiny little bit right now. Uh, talking about Netflix on the downside, on the upside, uh, my lead story on all of my tip sheets this morning was, holy cow, Tesla, an 81% sales increase in the first quarter. You think that increase in gas prices helped them a little? It really did. And, and just availability. I was talking to a lady last night. And it's like, you know, it's hard to find a new car or even a used car that's halfway decent, she says, you know, I'm going to start looking, maybe start looking at Teslas again, because price-wise, uh, they're not so far out of the market anymore, given what new car prices are going for. But, but Tesla, they, uh, they had a record, a record quarterly profit. Um, they beat on top and bottom line. They did come out with some little caution, right, that production would be constrained for the remainder of this year. So that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so they're going to have they continue to battle that shortage of computer chips and, and not just chips, but other parts as well. Um, they expect uh, increased deliveries and, and some of that stuff to come on. But they are uh, they're up 10 percent, almost. Uh, yeah, 10 percent this morning. Even with a marginal guidance report on their quarterly, that was enough to still go up by 10 percent. Right. Yeah, exactly. So not bad cool. there. What else hit your eye this morning on the reports for earnings season? So, so a couple of household names, AT&T, you know, we talked about AT&T spun off their Warner media unit uh, earlier this year, but they reported without that and they beat by four cents a share. Um, top line was, was above expectations as well. And so they're getting a, a little bump today up 1%. The um, talk a couple of things that aren't doing so well, sleep number. Sleep number beds uh -oh. not doing real well. They, uh, you know, they, they really kind of uh, missed on top and bottom lines for the quarter. Uh, they came in at nine cents, uh, which was 33 cents short of where they were supposed to be. Um, and so they're getting beat up pretty bad today, down 10 and a quarter percent. But, you know, Dave, that's not the worst one I have out there. Uh, afraid to ask. What about Xerox? I mean, talking about, I, and uh, that's kind of an IBM, right? There, Xerox is the old line copy machine, and um, 
man, they uh, they missed by a penny a share. Not not bad, um, uh, but they um, still continue to get hurt by inflationary pressures and supply chain issues. And so they're getting really whopped this morning, down almost 20% to $15.91. And that's uh, almost $2 less than their 52-week low right now. Ooh, that hurts. Yeah, yeah it was funny. Xerox, you know, Xerox's biggest problem 20 years ago was protecting their brand name because Xerox had quickly become a generic for making a photocopy. Today, you say I'm at a Xerox something, and the kids in the office look at you with crossed eyes and say, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's uh, no longer the case, is it? <laughs> Absolutely not. Resetting the table, up day yesterday on Wall Street, 45 minutes uh, before we open this morning, Philip. Have we got some good news on the futures? You know, I'm going to say, Dave, the futures are all in green ink when it comes to the indexes. I mean, you got the Dow up almost seven-tenths of a percent. The S&P 500 is up nine-tenths of a percent. The NASDAQ 100 is blowing it out. It's at 1.3%. The Russell 2000 is up about nine-tenths. So everything's really looking good on that side of the coin. However, on the other side of the coin, the commodity side, silver is getting whopped. I mean, they're down 1.6% below 25. They're at $24.86 an ounce right now. That's a pretty substantial drop for them. That industrial Gold, demand report we talked about yesterday must really be hitting them. It, it must be. It must be. That must be the one thing that's really causing that. Gold is down a quarter of a percent, but, uh, but still nothing driving bad. Uh, crude oil is below where it was yesterday, Dave. It's at 102.55, and yesterday was like 103-something. It's up about four-tenths of a percent from where it closed last night. Cool, and that's down from my delayed quote, too, so I like the trend as well. Overseas markets, the Asian rim is that usual mixed bag. Japan is up, but China is concerned about all their shutdowns, and the uh, Hong Kong and Chinese mainland markets both off precipitously last night, as a matter of fact. Europe is looking at yesterday for us and our futures today and going, whoopee, I got 1% increases almost across the board in Europe right now. Keeping tabs on what's happening on the market, that's important. But as far as your retirement's concerned, having a plan is what matters. How do I get that plan to contact you, Philip? Absolutely, Dave. That's why we developed our core retirement design to help you design the retirement you always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and 95.3 FM. And we'll tie the ribbons on the week together right here tomorrow morning at the same time on Light FM. Philip, thank you so much. You have a good day, all right? All right, man. You too. Thank you, my friend. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope, again, your week is going well. If we can be of any help to you when it comes to your retirement planning, please reach out to us. That's what we're here for. 863 382 0037. Hey, until tomorrow, have a great day.